Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Hey, Transformers and everyone watching, welcome. I'm so, so excited to have you here with us this morning. I hope you've gathered your family and friends around you. We are in this amazing series called Being Positive. And positivity is such an important ingredient to have, especially in this time. Because when we are positive about something, we have passion about it. And that passion actually helps us move forward in life because passion infuses us with some qualities that help us look on a hopeful way to the future. But when we don't have passion, we're often discouraged and disappointed because we're not hopeful of the great future. And so what we have to look at is really trying to have a great perspective on life. And so today I want to speak to you on the topic entitled, Get Your Passion On. Get your passion on. Because when you're passionate, you're going to be able to look forward with hopeful eyes to a better future. But when you don't have passion, it's not going to be the same way. And so what I want to speak to you about is this amazing quality of enthusiasm and passion. We all face difficult seasons, aren't I right? All of us go through difficult seasons in our life. And when we go through difficult seasons, we often feel that it's a setback. But what we don't understand is that our setbacks are often set-ups for a better and more amazing future. And so what we do have to understand is that our difficult seasons are temporary. They do not last forever. There is an end to them. So let's not allow difficult seasons that are temporary to dictate our direction in life. And the reality is that we are in a difficult season. And in difficult seasons, we often don't make good choices. And so today I want to speak to those of you who have specifically lost their enthusiasm for their walk with God. Your passion for God, your passion for ministry, or your passion for the things of God has kind of waned in life. You've allowed this season to kind of quench and take a cold bucket of water and throw it on your spiritual passion. You've kind of let that pass by the wayside. Your spiritual tank is kind of running on low. And so I want to speak to all of you, but specifically to those who has allowed their enthusiasm for their walk with God kind of get diminished. You see, rather than lean into God in this season, we've actually allowed ourselves and the tension that exists between our expectation and reality to actually give us discouragement. And that gap between reality and expectation is discouragement. And the wider the gap is, the more discouraged we actually get. And in this season of discouragement or lack of enthusiasm, I've often found there's two types of people. And these two types of people often actually have a different path in life. And depending on which one you choose, you actually come out better or worse. And these are the two types of people. Number one, they're those who let circumstances influence their enthusiasm. That's the first set of people. And the second set of people are those who use their enthusiasm to influence their circumstances. You know, that word enthusiasm is an amazing word. And originally that word comes from the, this word, this meaning, which means in theos. And in theos actually means 
in God or filled with God. It comes from the word where we get theology from, the study of God. Theos meaning God. And so enthusiasm is in theos, meaning filled or influenced or filled with God. It's born out of an intimacy with God. And I love how Paul puts it when he writes this to the Corinthians. He writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. He says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And so he's saying work enthusiastically, work filled with God, work in God, not apart from him, but in him. Because you see, what's important is it's not what you do that makes it meaningful. It's who you do it for that makes it important. Because when we go into a task and when we get task-oriented, we often lose enthusiasm because we lose focus on who we're doing it for. So let me give you an example. You know, many years ago, I needed a job and I, I was praying to the Lord and I said, Lord, would you please provide me with a job because I want to be encouraged in this job. I want to pay some of my bills. I want to bless my family. I want to provide for my family. And I remember praying passionately for a job and God did provide me an opportunity. I did get a job. And so, you know, I was excited about this opportunity. I would get up early and, and get to work early and I was passionate about it, excited to learn new things and be invested in this. And I had so much passion and enthusiasm for what I was doing. And then four years down the track, fast track it, and I was not the same way. My passion, my enthusiasm, my excitement for going to work had all but dissipated. It all but vanished. I was now very disgruntled. I was disappointed and I did not look forward to going to work at all. Yet it was the same job. And I remember having this conversation with the Lord on one day on my way to work. And the Lord reminded me this. He said, isn't this what you prayed for? Isn't this what you asked for? If it was a blessing then, how come it's not a blessing now? And I really had to check myself because it wasn't the job that had changed. It wasn't that the job wasn't a blessing anymore. It's my attitude that had changed. It's my passion that had disappeared. It's my enthusiasm that had waned. And so often in life, when we lose passion, when we lose enthusiasm, we look at it as just a task. And we get into something that's task-oriented. There's not much enthusiasm or passion left. But when we come from it, from a place of relationship, and we're doing something enthusiastically for the Lord, when we come from a place of relationship, when we come from a place of passion that says, Lord, I love you, and I'm not doing it for a task. I'm doing it because I love you, and you love me, and we're in this great, amazing relationship together. That passion remains and is not dissipated. It continues to do or be there for what you are doing because you're still passionate about your relationship rather than the task that you are doing. So Paul says this, work for the Lord because when you're working in relationship with him, it transforms the mundane into something meaningful. It transforms the task into an act of love rather than a task to be done. You see, enthusiasm is not a product of your environment. Rather, it's much more of a posture of your heart than it is what comes into your life. So you set the tone based on how you have 
relationship with the one that you're doing it for. And so I want to show you one of the most passionate, most spiritually charged and enthusiastic individuals that scripture actually points out. And this is David. All of us know the story of David. You know, he was a young shepherd boy that God called out of the, the sheephold into the anointing of a king. You know, he was, he was not coming from a, a kingly lineage. He wasn't born to be king in that fact. He was born as a shepherd boy. He lived out in the wilderness for many years, taking care of his father's sheep. But he grew up with such passion for the Lord. He was a little boy in a sheep pen before God elevated him to the place of king. And so he had this great enthusiasm and passion for God and what he did. And you can see that in some of the scripture. You know, in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45 and 46, it says this, David said to the Philistine, this is David going up against Goliath, you know, something, someone who is much bigger and stronger and more experienced than David was. So he, he comes against this Goliath and he says this, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. You see, David had such great enthusiasm and passion for the Lord. He wasn't relying on his human confidence, but he had this raw, unparalleled enthusiasm, spiritual passion that just exuded from him. You know, everyone around him was in awe that this young boy would go up against this massive giant. But David's enthusiasm and passion just flowed out of his life. He just leaned into God to such an extent that he didn't even look at the obstacle or the size of the obstacle in front of him. His eyes were firmly fixed on the relationship that he had with his God. And he knew, no matter what the circumstances were, that God was for him. And he had this amazing thing. Why did David have this? Why did he have this such amazing enthusiasm? Where did this enthusiasm come from? Well, it came from him trusting God daily. You know, when he was experienced when he was in, with his sheep in the middle of the wilderness, when a bear and a lion came and attacked his sheep. David went out and he got his sheep back and he killed the lion and he killed the bear because he trusted God daily for his daily provision, for his daily protection. He walked with God daily through the circumstances of his life. You see this in one of the most popular and amazing Psalms, Psalm 23. It starts off this, the Lord is my shepherd, because he understood just as he was taking care of his sheep, the Lord, the great shepherd, was taking care of him. And so this wasn't just, you know, an event-based thing. This was a daily walk with the Lord. It wasn't just like, well, I'll find my church, myself on church on Sunday, but right through the week, you know, I'm just going to do my thing and take care of what I want. No, it was a daily walk with God. He worshipped God daily. You have this amazing instance where, you know, him as a king now, he goes and he takes the ark and he brings it back into the city of Jerusalem. And when he's bringing it back, 
David worshipped the Lord and he didn't care who was around him. He didn't care what other people said. His very wife, wife was kind of looking down and despising him. But David just worshipped the Lord and worshipped him in the spirit. And even he took off his kingly robes and danced like a commoner. And people looked at him and said, isn't this the king? But David wasn't concerned what other people think. His primary concern was about his relationship and his desire to please the Lord. So he trusted God daily. He walked with God daily and he worshipped God daily. And that's where this enthusiasm came from. So what about us? Let's pose that question to ourselves. What about us? Do we read the word, the word daily? Do we get in and get some encouragement from the word of God? Do we worship God? You know, you don't have to be in a gathering of like-minded people to worship God. You can have your own worship session in your car, in your house, in your bed. Wherever you are, you can spend some time worshiping the Lord. Have you spent some time talking to him in prayer? And it doesn't have to be an hour long. I mean, praying to the Lord for an hour is great. You spend such quality time with him. But you can do that in a few seconds. You can have conversation with him every moment of every day. Whatever the circumstances, and we can invite him in. If you have to make a big decision, you can say, Lord, help me with this. If you don't know where to go in life, you can say, Lord, give me direction. You know, lay out a path for me. Show me the right direction. There's so many opportunities that come into our day every single day where we can invite God's presence for him. You know, and if it's something to do for the Lord, you're saying, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bless someone. I'm going to just use my spiritual gift that you gave me to encourage someone, not because I want to get something back, but because I want to be like you and be a blessing to someone. You know, I'm trusting you daily. I'm walking with you daily. I'm worshiping you daily. I'm inviting someone. Maybe you can invite someone to church. Maybe even sharing this video and tagging someone is a way for you to be encouraged and to show your spiritual enthusiasm because you're not doing it out of selfish means and maybe they don't like it maybe they don't watch it but maybe they'll pick up a few words here and there that'll encourage them that'll help get their right perspective in life you know when we tied to God when we give to God we're saying God I honor you that you will provide all of my needs when we invite someone to church we're doing that because we're enthusiastic about something that we are passionate about but when you don't do that, we show we're not enthusiastic. We're not passionate about things. So there's so many different ways. There's a variety of ways that you can reignite your spiritual passion, just like David did. And it was a daily thing. But here's what we have to look at. In spite of David's great enthusiasm when he was younger, as David started getting older and he became more popular or he was elevated into this place of, you know, role of a king, his enthusiasm began to wane away. His circumstances kind of enveloped him and he took more passion in what was his circumstance than he did with God. So in David's second season, when he was not the king, his enthusiasm waned away. And let's look at that. It says in scripture that, you know, it came time for kings to go into battle. It was a time where kings go off to war. But David stayed home. He didn't do what he was supposed to do as a king. He didn't rush into battle like he did with Goliath and passionate about serving the Lord. You know, he, he, was, he was lackadaisical. He was like, oh, well, you know, other people can do it. They can take care of it. There's other people there who can do it. And sometimes we get into that mentality. Well, there's other people that can do it. I'm not the only one that has to do it. Maybe someone else will do it. Maybe someone else will take up that calling. Maybe someone else will be invested there. And it doesn't have to be me all the time. We get into this attitude that kind of 
quells or, or diminishes our enthusiasm. See, look at it in this way. With enthusiasm, David ran into battle to serve the Lord, to serve God as a kid. But with apathy, David walked on the roof to serve his comfort. How did a man with such great enthusiasm as a child or a kid lose it when he became a king? Here's the answer. David took his eyes off his calling and put it on his comfort. He took his eyes on what he was called to do and took a look at what he was comfortable in doing. And so in the same manner, let's look at it in this way. Which one represents you? Are you charging into spiritual battle or are you just comfortable and complacent to where you are? Are you looking at COVID-19 as, you know, this battle that you have to charge through? Are you like, well, I'm just apathetic. I could care less. You know, I'm just going to sit it out. I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. And oftentimes that leads to diminished spiritual enthusiasm. We get bored. We get spiritually disengaged. We just sort of binge watch Netflix and we are disconnected from what the Holy Spirit or what God is doing in our life. But here's an important thing. It's never too late to go back or refill yourself with enthusiasm. It was not late for David, and it's definitely not too late for us. When David did this thing with Bathsheba, you know, the prophet Nathan came to him and said, David, you've done wrong. You've taken something that's not yours. And David kind of turns himself away from his apathy and he turns himself back to his spiritual enthusiasm. And you can see his heart be reignited by his passion for God. You see this in Psalm 51. He says this, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know, what David said was renew, restore. And the word renew or restore is to come back to a place of newness. To restore means to go back. To rejoice means to come back to the place of joy. To refill means to fill me back up and to renew. Go back to that place that you were so enthusiastic and, and loving and and serving the Lord with such passion. Go back to that place. Return. Return back to that place of passion. You are a man or a woman of God. And that passion might have been extinguished by this circumstance. But you get to choose to reignite, to restore, to refill, to renew. And so create in us a clean heart. That's what David said. Create in me and renew a steadfast spirit. Renew that passion, God. Renew it again. But we get to choose. So often because of the longevity of our difficult season, our passion wanes. And we might be doing things just through actions out of just muscle routine or muscle memory, but we're not doing it out of passion. We're just doing it out of because this is what we have to do. And so doing a task without passion is just performing something because of the sake of performing, but not because you love the Lord and love doing it. That relationship from that place of love has gone. 
And so that's what David recognized. And he said, restore, renew, refill, rejoice. In the same way, we can say the same thing. You know, Jesus talked to the church in Ephesus through the Spirit of God. And this is what Jesus says to the church in Revelation 2, verses 4 and 5. He says this, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, restore that passion. Get your passion on. Get your passion back. Do it because you're in love with me and I'm in love with you. Not because you're doing it out of routine or because you're doing it, you have to please someone. Do it because we are both at a place of passion. You and the Lord. The Lord is passionate about you and you should be passionate about the Lord. So enthusiasm is not a product of the environment. It's a posture of your heart. Think about enthusiasm and think about how enthusiasm, genuine spiritual enthusiasm can change the climate around your life. It can change the atmosphere. It can change your perspective because you know it comes from the Lord and that infusion of spiritual joy and passion and enthusiasm is going to help you navigate the difficult season of your life. So whatever you're doing, if it's going to a job that you've lost your passion for, reignite that passion because God blessed you with that job. You know, if it's about helping someone by using your gift and you've let that gift kind of sit on the wayside, reignite that passion, re-engage with that gift because God gave it to you to bless others. Don't just put it on a shelf and leave it there, but reignite it. Leave your field or your place of lack with a real heart of enthusiasm. Leave it all out on the field. You know, we used to play basketball and we'd say, leave it all on the court. That means give it your all. Give it all because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And so sometimes when we engage with people for the very first time, our lack of passion is evident. But if we are filled with passion and enthusiasm, that just flows out of us. Sometimes we say like, well, do we really want to engage? Do we really want to get up and watch church online now that I can go to church? It's less of an effort. You know, you don't have to get up. You don't have to shower. You don't even have to brush your teeth. You can just log right on and watch. And sometimes we even miss that opportunity because we are spiritually disengaged. Our passion is kind of waning down because we don't have the same enthusiasm. We're like, we'll get to it later. You know, if we have time, we'll watch later. And so often that's a sign of the enthusiasm and the passion that you once had is going on low because the priority that you used to have is no longer a priority. The passion that you had is no longer burning bright. You don't have the same passion that's burning within you. So how do you keep your passion up? Just like David did. He walked with God daily. He worshiped God daily. He trusted God daily. That's how you have to keep your passion Get your passion back on. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to be disappointed. You don't have to be discouraged if you have that passion that God had given you at your first start or your first walk. And so 
Paul says this, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. We do indeed have victory and that's something that we can rejoice about. That's something that we can be enthusiastic about, that we are not defeated, that God has given us victory in the circumstance that we're in. It might not appear that way right now, but God has prepared a great victory for us. It's coming if we can just keep that passion on. So wherever you are, you know, whatever you're doing in life, maybe you've gone through the season where you've let that passion wane. You've let that enthusiasm go. You've let that passion diminish. And so I'm encouraging you to get your passion back on because passion is going to drive you forward like nothing before. And if that passion is grounded in your relationship with the Lord Jesus, that is going to even propel you further because it's going to set a perspective that no matter what goes on in your life around you, that God is going to take you through. In the very same psalm that David said, the Lord is my shepherd, he also said, even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, my Lord is with me. Because he came to this amazing realization that God was always with him. And it wasn't God that walked away from him. It was that he walked away from the Lord. He let that spiritual passion wane. And so when he realized it, when Nathan the prophet came and talked to him, he went back and reignited that passion that he once had for the Lord. And we can do that right now. So wherever you are, let's pray together. Let's continue to reignite that passion. I'm going to challenge you this week to be passionate about something that comes from the Word of God. Whether it's thinking about God as you get up in the morning, whether it's praying a short prayer before you go to bed, whether it's reading a word of Scripture that's going to encourage you and get your passion or your passionate juices flowing again, or if it's just listening to a worship song, if it's in connecting with someone you haven't done in a long time and encouraging them in some words of God, or it's receiving a word of encouragement from someone, get your passion on. It's never too late to turn back. It's never too late to reignite that passion. It's never too late to flow to that amazing relationship that you and I possess with the amazing Lord Jesus. And if you are not a Christ follower, if it's something that you've never done in your whole life, and this is something brand new or completely new to you, I want to encourage you to get to know Jesus. He's not asking for religion. He's not asking you to follow a bunch of rules. He just wants you to know that he loves you, that he wants to get into your life so he can bless you and encourage you and walk with you through the difficult seasons and let you know most importantly, above all else, that this difficult season won't last forever, that he will guide you through the dark seasons of your life and together you will get the best out of life because he's a good and faithful God and he loves you immensely and immeasurably. So let's pray together, Transformers, and all of you watching. Let's pray and invite that passion that we once had into our hearts and into our spirits and we can be reinvigorated, reignited, renewed, refreshed, and rejoice with true spiritual passion. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
We thank you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your light. We thank you for your spirit that continues to come into our hearts and minds, into our lives, to reinvigorate us, to refresh us, to renew us, and to give us a fresh dose of your passion. Help us get our passion on. Help us get our zeal back on. Help us get our our love for you back in. Help us do what you've called us to do with great enthusiasm and great zeal that we're not spiritually dissipated, we're not spiritually defunct, that we are actually refilled and renewed and refreshed as we work from this place of relationship with you. We love you, we honor you, and we worship you. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.